not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I throw up. Okay, turn on the football. It's so goddamn hard about how long today. Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stack Simpson as the Fantasy Millionaires. It was only just a dream until it wasn't. Somebody pinch me. Cash and Stacks, your fantasy redraft Sherpas, your favorite GPP bang bros, have the incredible privilege to bring to you Towson and Toys R Us's finest. <laughs> A.K.A. the man in the box, A.K.A. J.A. from Olney, oh, Johnny Cakes Allville from the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. Cakes, welcome. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be an honorary fantasy football millionaire. Thank you for let, uh, ha- inviting me on the show, man. It should be fun. I appreciate it. No, we're yeah. so excited. And, and uh, if you don't know, we, we are P1s, which is a radio insider term for we yep. really fucking love the junkies a lot. Love and uh, this is one of the, the reasons why we are here is because of cakes. And uh, we, we 10, 12 years ago, Mike bought a bunch of equipment. We went in his his uh, you know living room. We started doing it and it was terrible. And so we had to listen to you guys for 10 more years before we could finally get it right. Uh, and so this is really cool. And what we're going to do with cakes is we're going to kind of talk fancy football, talk life. Uh, get into you know kind of um, why he is who he is and what where he kind of came to be and uh, uh, you know I'm excited as somebody who is kind of I know the story um, but to hear it from you and, and to t- kind of talk one on one is pretty cool so I guess the question is when did you first start liking sports you know sports betting the the edge the just kind of the, the the thing that kind of is a little bit more than just there's a game on the kind of the hook, I guess. When did you get hooked with sports? When was J.A. Of... from Aldi? When did, when did right. he? Yeah. Well, when the J.A. He... from Aldi thing is a very, that's a very sordid story. I, I mean, <laughs> you guys probably know the background. I don't know if your listeners do uh, and your viewers do, but I mean, I can give them, I can give them the nutshell version of that story. It wasn't, it's, it's not great. It's probably one of the darkest financial uh, pits I've ever been in my life, but I mean, it's probably, I don't know, that was a long time ago, 15, 15-ish years ago, I'm going to say, 12 to 15-ish years ago. Um, I had a little bit of a crippling online blackjack addiction, and I, I kept it secret from everybody until the guys that I did the show with basically called me out on the air because we had like this, we had this, um, we had like an affiliate deal with Bodog. Now, that's a right. new thing. I remember Bodog. I remember Bodog. You guys, you guys remember Bodog. Oh yeah. So we had a we had a deal where if people would you know sign up and get accounts, we would get a little kickback from them. And but what I didn't know was when I started gambling, doing online blackjack, it was tracking me, and I was coming up on the the reports as JA in the city of Olney, and the guys are seeing like all these losses piling up. (laughs) <laughs> like over, over the months, and I didn't tell anybody about it because I was, you know, I was I was living this secret life where I'm I'm siphoning off money from my personal accounts, gambling on blackjack, and just like winning some, losing a bunch, winning some back. You know, the the hook was in me big time, and uh, 
the guys behind the scenes were like, hey, man, this is this is cakes. This is J.A. What? And, and he, he lives in Olney. Yeah, he's like losing thousands of dollars playing <laughs> online blackjack, like a full-blown degenerate. So they called me out about it. And I, that was actually a good thing that they did because – I was I was going down the freaking wormhole, man. It you were was, about was to bad. end up in Gamblers Anonymous. I lost, I lost like twenty grand. I was oh like my twenty God. grand. Omg, <laughs> I'm not making Howard Stern money at this point, you know. Like, right, right. Hello, still not making Howard Stern money. None of the junks are. So, like a loss like that, especially when I have young kids. Like, I'm hiding right. it from my wife. I mean, it was a real thing. We're starting off the, the fantasy millionaires with a real dark story. <laughs> well, well, this is this is redemption tale because I'll tell you why. Come yeah. full circle, you are now uh, an ambassador for poker and for the MGM here in National Harbor, where yep. you've turned it around. You've 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 turned into a partnership and, and a business opportunity. Uh, and and you've invited this is you know drum roll. You've invited Mike and myself this Wednesday to come down and to have bounties on our heads to play poker yep. with you. Um, it's like a dream come true. Like I think I've dreamt this in my in my olden days, and then I woke up and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go to work." Oh, but the junkies are on. I can at least listen to. The, but this is this is real. Um, talk about that and kind of how you know you kind of turned that love of poker. And, and as soon as I mean, I listen. As soon as uh, they kind of opened here in Maryland, you were there like every day after work. Yeah, the um, it, it was kind of weird and like organic the way my my poker ambassador thing happened. Like when MGM opened, it was it's almost six years now. Like we're right about on the six year anniversary. I was like, how can I how can I do something like with the poker room because I was playing at Maryland Live before MGM was built. Um, but this place is right in our backyard. It's ten minutes from where we work. So I just kind of. I just went to some of the account executives. And I was like, Hey, let's like, can we do something with the poker room where I, you know, do stuff on social media for them kind of a back and forth, like symbiotic relationship. And I didn't know if anything was going to come of it, but it turned into this poker ambassador bit where I get to host a monthly event. Like you touched on, you guys are going to be the special guests in just a few days. So I'm glad you guys are going to come out and, and have fun with that. And they give me money to come in and gamble each month. And mm -hmm. they give me, Clothing allowance. Hold on. Let me get it so right cool. here. There we go. There we go. Um, I get a dining allowance. So I'm going to take you guys out, out for dinner. And yeah. it's great, man. They, they they put me up with a room. And here, here's the real, this is this is the, the real sweetheart part of the deal. When they run the the their big tournament series, like up upcoming at the end of January into February, they have the Potomac Winter Poker Open. It's one of their signature tournament series. Your boy gets free rolled in any event he wants to play in. So, so cool. like a $3,500 buy-in event, I get, I get the free roll Ambo treatment. And it's mm, yeah. silly. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like they, they've been great to me. And that like this whole special guessing, like what you guys are going to take advantage of in a few days, that was something that just kind of has been like the last eight or nine months, something that kind of grew out of uh, the relationship. So I'm happy that you guys are going to be able to come out. Uh, you guys can turn into poker thousandaires, not millionaires. Mm. I'm going for it. I'm but going for it. I, it I, I did a warm-up game fun. on Thursday night, played with some pretty decent players to get, you know, I hadn't played in a minute. Um, you know, I had to dust off the, you know, the poker skills a little bit, but uh, I, I can't wait. Um, what's the field going to be like? What's the usual field at the Cakes Classic? How many uh, entries? Uh, yeah. 
I'll be honest, man, when, when the poker room reopened coming out of COVID, like the first three or four events, they were kind of sparsely attended just because people were, you know, they were just freaked out about coming out, you know, doing stuff in public and like the last, yeah, yeah. Just being around other people, you know, like, yeah. Cause uh, poker cards are filthy. (laughs) They can be. And the the chips, the whole thing, but, um, I'll clap up the, all the DGENs. They've been really like good in supporting the event. Like, especially in the last like six or seven months, usually the field is around, can be anywhere from like high nineties to low hundreds as far as the, the nice. entries you nice. can rebuy if you get busted. Uh, I think it's up through the sixth or seventh level. So mm-hmm. it's usually like 60 or 70 people. And then you got some rebuys that pump the number back up to right around a hundred or so. So if, uh, if we make it deep into the night, man, it's, um, you know, usually it's like five grand or so up five top, winner, maybe six K something like that. Oh. And, if you make it to the final table, most of the time people are willing to chop it up and, mm. you know, cause at that point it's going to be two in the morning. Like okay. I've gotten to the final table recently and we had one chop holdout that did not want to chop, you know, with the last like four or five people. Um, and we're like, look, dude, it's three in the morning. Like, yeah. let's, let's just chop this thing up. Yeah. But yeah. He was getting a little bit greedy cause he had a bigger chip stack and he didn't want, mm. he didn't, he thought he was going to win the whole thing. And then about half an hour later, his stack went from here to about here. And then we all looked at him like, all right, bro, it's like three 40 in the morning. I got to right. go to work like an hour. Let's right. do this. Let's, let's end this thing. But right. it's fun and people have a good time with it. It's a fun event. Um, you guys going to get free roll just like me. So that's the best part. You don't have to pay. So cool. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that either. As, as P ones were, yeah. we've been, we've been, we've been along for the journey. Now the the junkies were all DJN poker players for a while. When did you like you are now like I felt like as someone who used to listen to him, you were just like one of the guys. Maybe EB was like the most serious poker player. When did you nine take tabling. over? Like, wait, wait, you're EB the guy now. Nine, you're EB poker on tabling. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I'm like the tip of the spear now with when it comes to poker from the for the four of us. I'll, I'll just give you the quick breakdown of, e, of each of us and like where where we are poker wise in 2022, heading into 2023. I'm I'm obviously pretty neck deep in it, representing MGM National Harbor, doing the poker ambassador thing. Um, I play tournaments a couple times a month, a little bit of cash game, but mostly tournaments. So I'm I, I play more than the other guys, probably all right. combined. Um, right. EB used to play a lot. He used to play a ton of online poker before that got shut down, like back in, what was that, 2009? I think it was 2009. Uh, He doesn't play a lot of live poker. Same with Uh Jason. He's more of a blackjack degen than anything. Uh, And JP plays poker basically at the the Junkies Poker Opens. That's about it. So I'm by far the guy who's in that room the most, play the most live poker, more embedded in, in the poker scene than those guys but those guys like to play they just don't play a lot right 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 now are you would you think you're the top fantasy guy out of all of them too like i kind of feel like you're maybe the the spear for fantasy as well you know yeah i'm i i mean i started playing i'm older than you guys obviously but i hold on i take these these are actually prescription sunglasses i'm gonna have to pop these up here for a little bit (laughs) um uh oh before that let me let me just tell you though, the first time I ever played in a live poker tournament 
way back in the day. We were taking a trip. We took a show trip to Vegas and I played like a $65 sit and go tournament at the Luxor. Mm-hmm. And I had a pair of like $10 cheap sunglasses that I wore because like a big nerd, I saw people wearing sunglasses on the WSOP on ESPN. I was like, I'm going to go to this poker tournament. I'm going to take it down with my cheap sunglasses. And I felt like the biggest loser ever wearing those sunglasses <laughs> in the poker room for a $60 tournament. I was like, I yeah. can't. I can't do this. Is yeah. nobody's gonna take me seriously? Look, yeah. if I ever play like at a huge WSOP event or like a big MGM event where I get to the final table and there's a, like a hundred grand at stake, I'll pull the sunglasses on. I think we're a- I think we're rocking shades at the Cakes Classic. Oh, I think you have to. Yeah, you have to stay there. It's a great bit. Yeah. Um, we can't but, uh, see so, anything. I can barely see yeah, you I too. I, so, I, 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 me. yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as fantasy. I, <laughs> this will make you laugh. Like I started doing fantasy when I was slinging toys at the Annapolis Toys R Us. Mm. RIP, no longer with us. Obviously, Toys R Us no longer here. Um, I met a guy who I worked with. He's like, dude, you gotta you gotta play fantasy football with me. I was like, I didn't even know. Like, this is like what years? It's probably like 1995 or 1996. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not on a computer, right? Like you're. We were looking at Redskins paper box scores in the in the Sunday Washington Post or Monday right. Washington Post right. after the games are over. Like, you're our grandfather. I'm like I'm like I'm like Grandpa Fantasy. Like I, I was doing it way back in the day, and I've I've loved it ever since. You know, like it. I I I know some people just deride us and our people and the legion of fantasy football players. They like to call us nerds. They're they're like, you guys aren't purists. You aren't into the purity of the game. And you know what? They're right. I don't care about the real results in football. All I care about, bottom line, fantasy stats. I couldn't care less who wins the game tonight between the Bucks and the Saints. I just need Alvin Kamara to do something for the first time in like, Four weeks. I need, I Mike need, Evans to catch a I need now. fifty points from Taysom Hill to beat Scott yeah. Stack Simpson tonight. Like, I mean. And I understand it makes me a nerd that I know, like I know who Jawan Johnson is. Like most most people outside of New Orleans shouldn't and don't know who that person is, but I do. Um, I, I've loved fantasy for you know like twenty five plus years, and it's just it's crazy how exponentially bigger it's become. Like when I first started playing fantasy football, like nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew it was going to become the the multi-billion dollar industry and monster that it is in 2022. And with, you know, with sports gambling going more mainstream, DFS being mainstream, sports books, brick and mortar and online sports books proliferating, it's only going to get bigger. Oh, Oh, I remember, I, I remember 10 years ago, getting in an argument with my wife because she plays and I got her into it. And she was like, do you think that the players like care about fantasy stuff? Do you think they're thinking about that during the game? I was like, no, that's so dumb. I was like, I was like, they're, they're NFL players. They have contracts and stuff like that. And now you'll actually hear players come out after the game and be like, I was, I felt so bad on that goal line that I let down my fantasy managers. And you're just like, this is nuts. Like the whole crazy too. But I, Look, I love fantasy. I know you guys are too. And I know you guys are not in this very small subset. 
the work the worst people that that enjoy what we enjoy are are the guys that if if somebody has a bad fantasy outing that then go on Twitter and start right. attacking mm, you know yeah. start attacking a player for having a a, a poor yeah. fantasy performance yes. or it's just it's such a bad look and a terrible oh, yeah. look for people yeah. that that love what we love about the sport. Like just, it just gives all of us a black eye. It's embarrassing, frankly. No, it is. And, and I'm going to extend it to fans and then also people who attack analysts. And and here's what's yeah. interesting is that you right. know, Dave Richard, a fan, uh, uh, you know, or not a fan. I'm a bit of fan of Dave Richard, but Dave yeah, Richard well, uh, well, uh, Dave. on the fan every Thursday, uh, 8 yep. o'clock for like 10 years, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, He's money. Several, I yep. love him. A couple years ago, he said to not play the Cleve, uh, the Cincinnati no, no, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. He said they're probably not going to do well. It's a short week. Don't play them. I didn't play them. Right? It was like kind of right. a pickup that week. They got thirty points. They would have won me the week. Right? Mm-hmm. If I listened to Dave, I didn't do it. Um, I was disappointed, but it was my choice. I made the choice. And then sure. a fan attacked him later on Twitter, and I just stood up for Dave. I was like, "Listen, I listened to what Dave's advice was. I waited against what I thought, and I made the choice. It's my decision." And yep. Dave ended up following me and becoming friends. And every time I see Dave or talk to Dave on Twitter or you know Fancy Expo, whatever it is love for dave because people matter uh, way more than you winning or not you but the the the, the person sure. out there winning or losing and so um i think it's just cool we can all build relationships out of this uh, and that's what brings us all together like we're here because cakes loves fancy football gambling dfs mike and i love fancy football dfs gambling I mean, that's our show you know and, and, and so and like you know like like the last four or five weeks i've gone into like our home league we have a, uh, a dm thread and I ask you guys for advice, man. I like I like bouncing stuff off you guys, and like because I, I respect. I, I want to try to get as, as many different opinions, and I want right. back and forth, and I want what people are thinking about certain players and certain matchups. But like, if if Mike were to recommend somebody to me, and and that guy flopped, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna flame Mike with a DM or something like yeah, right. what terrible, you know, like. At the end of the day, it's me pushing that button. It's it's Scott pushing the button and right. and starting whatever player like. A few years ago in a high stakes league, I talked about this on the junkies a few times. I, I, I'm a notorious tinker with my lineup. I just, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a bad habit. You're galaxy braining yourself. You're, you're, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm trying to yeah. just galaxy brain myself. Always try to get, go with the best play when sometimes the easiest play is just the, the, the one that's right there in front of you. I made the fantasy title game. I had a choice. I could I could start Josh Allen. Now this is Josh Allen in his rocket year, his first year. Mm-hmm. But I fell in love with Jalen Hurts late in that season too because what he was he was killing it too. Mm-hmm. So oh, the I told Washington I told my game. co-owner. I called my co-owner. I said I said we're we're going out of the box, baby. We're going Jalen Hurts. We're sitting we're sitting Josh Allen because I don't like his matchup. It was with the Patriots. I remember I it. I remember this. I think it was a Monday night game. And of course, what does Josh Allen do? Goes out and scorches him for like 40, 40 mm-hmm. points. And Jalen Hurts was fine, but he scored like 25. And that was the difference. We lost our matchup. I cost us a couple thousand bucks between the two of us. But you know what? At the end of the day, it was my call. I made it, I made a, a subpar call. You gotta live with it. You just gotta wear yeah. it. You yeah. know? 
Well, yeah. The, the, the thing about this go full circle. Oh, full circle. When you JA from only, you own it. You do become. You know, this is this is kind of uh, the stripes that you wear. You become much more accountable, uh, and then also just like in your own thinking, like how do I not do this again? I just makes you become way smarter and better as as a player, as a gambler, as a thinker. And so sometimes we make those mistakes, but it's how we we come back and crush it. And I gotta well, say, hope, I mean, hopefully it's maybe better because. Just like a month ago, I was texting my co-owner. I was like, hey, Mikey, man, Devontae Adams got a tough matchup against Denver. That oh. Pats are fan, he's, yeah. he's locking people down. And he's like, don't be an idiot. You're don't overthinking idiot. it. You're going with the fancy play. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I am. Yeah. So now I've told him, I'm like, especially with the run that Devontae's on, I'm like, Obviously, there, there's just certain players you 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 have to start. You have to start them. You like those first round draft pick guys that were drafted in the first round. You know, you just don't. You just you just have to you know hold your nose, cross your fingers when the matchup looks bad because they're that good and yeah, they're capable of matchup proof guys. And hopefully they're they're just right. They're right. Just better. They're they're better than who they're facing up against. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Like Devontae Adams. Yeah, like yeah. Devontae Adams. Right. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's one no. of those guys. Yes. No, that's perfect. And, and I did want to say too, uh, I did not get to, to do this, but uh, you know, shout out uh DraftKings. I got to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook launch party down in Bethesda. Uh got to hang out with some guys here, you know, Denny Carter, uh Joe Bond and Justin Bruni. Uh it was great. I had a great time. Uh shout out my guy Danny as well. And just a little tease, because I've, I've heard Cakes do these teases so many times, right? Mm -hmm. you give people a little nugget, right? Um, we're we're, we're going to be uh, working on a uh, a link for our listeners only. That is a a, a pick them to free to play, thousand dollar winner take all uh, into your DraftKings account. Uh, Cakes, you're welcome to get in there too, uh, Mike. Everybody. I'm, I'm I'm the king yeah. of free rolls, baby. I'm right. Yeah. I'm yeah. This is a DFS tournament, like we do, like the nimble chalk block tournament. It's gonna be no. It's not gonna be a DFS. It's gonna be a pick 'em. You're gonna have some, oh, some, pick some, some props, some games okay. in there. It's gonna be because we're fantasy football style, and we got a little DFS too. We're gonna merge the two, uh, and so he's having it created up. We'll link it up, send it out to everybody. Totally free, Ooh. free roll prize picks. I thought you know for this would be great. You know, pick them. This is gonna be awesome. So. Yeah. Have you have you got have you dabbled into uh your your now legal ability to yeah. oh, uh pick games on your phone in the state of Maryland cakes? Oh, I may be dabbling. I may yeah. have a few small plays for tonight in the Tampa oh, Bay okay. on New Orleans game. <laughs> I would love I would love to hear those plays too, because you know, we we have not talked gambling on our show, particularly because it hasn't been legalized up until this point. And now this is kind of the first show to have you on to talk poker, to talk about. I mean, this is kind of the perfect segue. So uh, where, where are you leaning? Are, are you thinking under? Because I'm 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 thinking under in this, but I, I don't know if I'm by myself or if I'm just galaxy braining it too much, too. Yeah, I'm going to go away from the sides. I'm I'm dabbling more in props tonight. The, mm. the prop that I like. I mean, just just first glance is the Brady over prop, the overpassing prop. I think it's I think I got it at 262, 262 and a half. Uh, I just feel like with no Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans has kind of been lurking and having some you know, there hasn't been good chemistry between Brady and Evans. Godwin has been emerging. I wish I had Godwin on my team instead mm. of Evans in, in one of my high stakes leagues, but uh, that's what happens when you 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 go RB RB early like I did. I couldn't uh, I couldn't 
get a build there with Godwin. So I robust kind of, RB. Yeah. I'm sorry. Robust RB. That's yeah. 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 Well, I'll just, I would leave the RO off that because I took Dalvin Cook <laughs> and Alvin Kamara. At 10-11. What is the bus? The robust bus. Is that a theory yeah. that people subscribe to? Uh, yeah. that, that team's had some tough sledding. Uh, but getting back to Brady, I just feel like uh, I feel like he's just got one of those 280 to 300 balls in him tonight. And that, that that's where that's where my initial lean is. Now I'm not betting a lot, it's like a $50 bet. I don't I don't yeah. go crazy with my sports betting like back in the day, but you know, just gives you a little added incentive to to yeah. watch the game and track the game. Yeah. So, so yeah. He, he, here's a question too. And I was thinking about your thirty five hundred dollar buy in to uh, you know one of those bigger poker tournaments. How many uh, peanut butter sandwiches that is for lurch? You know what I mean? How, how many <laughs> how many pairs? He, he can be a miser at times, but he's probably got he's probably got like two million dollars in a savings account. I'm sure. Away somewhere. Right. Oh my god. You know what? The, his streak, this, this is a streak that you guys are P1, so you might know this, but I don't know if some of your listeners, I'm sure, do not know this. So we've worked down in, in D.C. We've been doing broadcasting in D.C. for, I don't know, like five, it's like five-ish years now. Mm-hmm. Jason has not bought one item, not a single item from the, the work cafeteria that has like soda machines and like breakfast bars and you know like refrigerated goods and like you know it's just like a little mini cafeteria where you just grab your item scan it you know bring it back to the studio whatever he has not bought one item the entire time that we've worked there that's a remarkable street like they're pouring like 10 bucks a day but like if i want a coke zero or a delicious slim jim to munch on when i'm driving home from work at 10 30 in the morning like i'll I'll buy it yeah, and right. he hasn't bought one thing. He, I mean, he, he won't get, financial discipline. He won't get middle class fancy at all. That's no. crazy. No, it's no. weird. He wants, it's it's really really weird. Thing. Like, is it crazy prices? Like, all right, because I was in the airport yesterday, and I went up. Yeah. I got, I got like a nice, decent size. It was like you know, one of those. It wasn't even Aquafina. It was just like a Evan or whatever it was. Right. right. I went up to the register. At, at the airport, they're like, just so you know, this costs $10. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to put that back. And- it's not like that. Like the like the items at this market, they're reasonable. Like a 20-ounce Diet uh, Coke Zero is like, I don't know, $2.25. Mm-hmm. A bottle of water is $2. You know, like you, you buy a pack of Fig Newtons, it's a buck fifty. It's very reasonable. And he I just comes I just in with his lunch it. pail and pops it open. <laughs> Hey, I don't know, man. Yeah. Props to him. He saved himself thousands of dollars that I'm wasting. Props to him. Yeah. Yeah. His daughters are just going to go right through that money. So good. good. (laughs) He's a madman. Oh, he is. So we, what you're, you're welcome to stick around. We, we wanted to kind of just talk and, and shoot the shit. Cause this is, you know, we love the show and this is kind of what the junkies are great at. Like, that's the thing about them is you'll yeah, talk man. fantasy, you'll talk sports, Let's but you can just talk about anything. So, um, yeah. I, I want to share my screen real quick. Cause you know, I, I do get mocked as the producer, but that's, uh, mostly by Bo and my other show. So, um, this mm-hmm. is my guy, Johnny cakes. he only has 43,000. You got to catch EB by the way, Mike, if you don't know this, EB's, uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> it's, it's been fucking hacked and the guy's hawking bitcoin and stuff yeah like it's it's whoever hacked, hacked eb's twitter they they must have gotten on some weird algorithm that anytime anybody mentioned any sort of like bitcoin or crypto or dogecoin eb had like this canned response <laughs> That's he's so like weird. paralyzed. I can't, he's like one of the few things I look forward to is like interacting with people during Commanders games on Twitter, and right. it's been taken away from me. He's, right. he's oh, been that sucks, dude. Check it out. Yeah, so like I, I think he's his, doing crypto his, giveaways. See, there it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I think his new updated as for now Twitter handle is at Eric Bickle Five. At yeah. EB Junkies is, has been seriously compromised. That's dude. That's like really, really sucks for yeah, you know, too, someone right? in his position, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, Did I misspell yeah. Eric Bickle five. Eric <laughs> it's Bickle Eric Bickle five. B I C K E L five. Does Ralph Macho have more followers than Eric Bickle five? <laughs> he might right now. He might. <laughs> I mean, well, I got to follow Eric Pickle Five. Yeah, this is him. Yeah, I do. I, mean, I have more followers than Eric Pickle Five. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So I follow him. He didn't follow me though, but you know, he, t today he put it out there. So uh, I still love him. It's okay. He. I met him. You actually, you're the only junkie I had not met because okay. I see JP everywhere in Montgomery County I go. So, I mean, you know, it's just that. Um, but we all met you up at um, the casino over oh. in West Virginia. And um, okay. uh, I think it was for uh, New Year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those, uh, you know, was it the AFC, NFC, you know, yeah, championship, AFC, Sunday. championship game. Yeah. Was like 2019, I think. J JP Sounds wanted to hang right. out the whole day. So, um, that was that was fun. And, that was uh, back when uh, the Junks did uh, pre-COVID paid appearances. Those yeah. were the days, man. Those we were the good old days. Yeah. yeah, we would see you there. I got bobbleheads and stuff. So it's got to be coming back, right? I mean, COVID is just here to stay, right? I mean, who cares? Like we're we're got to go back to just you know appearances. Yeah, I mean, we, like we're slowly like assimilating back and and doing some appearances but not i mean we used to do a ton like especially when we were like a, a nighttime show like this is way back when right. um pre-covid we we're you know doing a decent amount of, of appearances and um you know our, our latest junkies poker open at mgm national harbor was massive it was mm -hmm. just a huge turnout after i think it was like a two i think it was at least a two-year hiatus um people came out in force man it was like 900 people strong it was not it was awesome. huge so you know it's it's because of support from guys like you and a lot of other uh mostly guys in, in this area that uh, that have enabled us to keep doing this you know year after year and we just put pen to paper recently on an extension yeah so, man congratulations yeah. that so everybody around Thank here you. is so happy i mean it's like you guys are just a staple. It's just a hallmark, you know, get in the car in My the morning. Are saved. And it's just, yeah, thank, yeah, that's what you do. So good to hear, man. We're glad, glad people aren't sick of us. We're, we're happy to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, yeah, man, we're, we're in this thing for the long haul. We're, we're lifers, man. We can't like, like we joke around, like we, we can't do any, what, what else can we do? We're not qualified to do You know, else. and that's what's so cool about the skill that you guys have accumulated in doing this for 25 plus years mm -hmm. is that 
Uh, you guys can keep doing this until you're late, like till till the wheels fall off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't sure. need to stop. Like maybe radio and all that stuff changes, but the junkies have the 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 magic formula that will you know you guys can keep doing this as long as you want so yeah we 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 hope there's still a good amount of runway in front of us you know that we know there's a good amount behind us already because we've been in it for man it's like 27 years now but uh we yeah, still love awesome. doing it we're still relative we're still relatively young i have to yeah. have to throw relatively young because we're not young but you know what are you 53 uh 52 52 yeah so they're like 52 yeah yeah we're all 52 all born yep. in uh, 1970 they're there we're i were 79 so we're in that 70 but we're on the tail end we're, we're like the last few months of the gen x people you know okay. what i mean you guys slide so. you guys just barely qualify as gen xers I, but but you know what if i have to pick what i relate with it's gen x people oh, i don't too. know you know yeah yeah, you're gonna like my. I, I have a good tweet for three tweets, Mike. It's a short and sweet one, but it just we're gonna play it like 50 times. So, um, all right, let's let's do fancy football since Cakes is yep. here. Let's give oh. you, uh, you know, maybe you have Lamar Jackson, which I do have in one of my main leagues, right? And he went down. Three choices, kind of on the wire right now, uh, available: Mike White, Tyler Huntley. Uh, we saw him get a touchdown at the end. B Brock Purdy, he's got some weapons uh, as a rookie, Mister Irrelevant. Cakes to you first, and then to you, Mike. After who do you kind of prioritize? Where would you go here? I think I have to lean towards Mike White. If I had to pick uh, between the three, I'd have to pull up the Jets' schedule. I don't know it off the top of my head. But he he obviously has a connection with Garrett Wilson. That dude is just a full-blown stud. That's a guy that that's a guy that I will not hesitate to pick early in next year mm -hmm. uh, dynasty drafts. Like, mm -hmm. he he has the looks of, like, a Justin know, Jefferson. Like a third rounder too early to pick mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson. I mean, he looks like yeah. full on alpha male, like yeah. eight to 10 targets per game. Like I, I just, I, I like it. And, and Mike White just seems like he just doesn't give an F like he'll right. throw, he'll sling the ball downfield. I, I like Huntley. I like his experience, but it just seems like that offense is slow and plodding. There's yeah. no Rashad Bateman there. Yep, uh, yeah. I, I just, I don't know if, the uptick for Huntley is his rushing, is his legs. Yeah. That that's the the real you know ace up his sleeve. Uh, yeah. Purdy Andrews last year, by the way, at the end when he when he was there, like after like the third or fourth week, he finally found Mark Andrews, but he didn't yeah. do that last week. So right, Purdy. If I had to rank him, I would go White, Huntley, Purdy. Yeah. Even though I like yeah. some of Purdy's weapons, I just I I don't know. I probably need to see more from him to to be convinced. Well, cakes to follow up with the question. They play the the Jets play the Bills this week, which is it's tricky. But then Lions, Jags, Seahawks. So you you, you do get uh, kind of end of the season boom there. I mean, you saw what you know uh, Jared Goff did to the Jags yesterday. He just lit yeah. them up. So you get the boom, and even in in the the matchup with Buffalo, like they're going to be trailing, they're going to be yeah. chasing points. So and it looks like they're playing at a pretty quick pace with White there too. So, and yeah. and he's obviously an upgrade over Zach Wilson. I mean. That offense is going nowhere fast. He was just killing the fantasy value of any sort of wideouts in that offense. So uh, I, I love I love what Mike White and Garrett Wilson have. It's been fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. and then yeah. if you have in DFS, it's been fun to play. Yeah, it's yep. been fun to cash if you're yeah. if you're stacking those guys up.
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike, any, any different thoughts on that? Any you know what? He kind of changed my opinion. Um, I guess in terms of, you know, rest of season, uh, definitely. I think it goes because also with Tyler Huntley, the, the Lamar Jackson injury, I mean, you know, I update me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that anything's come out yet in terms of what the knee is. So he might just be a one week fill in, you know, right. I mean, he might have a strain and then Brock Purdy. I mean, I heard, you know, uh, you know, Panthers are releasing Baker Mayfield. If I'm the 49ers, I'm going to try and get Baker Mayfield. So I don't think Brock Purdy's really long for the world either. Ooh, so hot take. Yeah, I, mean, I like that. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't you, if you're the Niners, I, 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 the Niners on. look so set up to make a deep run and not like Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know, he's Baker Mayfield, but I'd rather have him than Brock Purdy. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, all right, let's talk running back. We got three to choose from here. Uh, Cam Akers reemerged. Uh, he will not play the Seattle Seahawks every week, but I do think they play the Raiders this week. So, I mean, <laughs> um, but James Cook, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Mike, I'll start with you. Who, who are you going to stack in, in, in uh, this order? Who are you going to go for? You know what? I'm so mad at myself. Um, I guess I, I'm just mad at myself that I have James Cook's been one of those guys that got drafted, got cut, you know, picked him up, cut him. And I kept saying to myself, he's going to be important at the end of the season. Like mm -hmm. they, 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 they're, they're, they're building this, you know, rookie to be the future. And, you know, with all that being said, um, I don't know. Cam Akers had a pretty nice game last game, and I, I've always been a fan. And then he's just looked like complete trash. Um, uh, but he does look like he's going to have the volume. Um, so I, I, you know, I would like to get either one of Akers or Cook. Um, you know, McKinnon. You know, he's he is what he is what we thought he was. You know, he's just you know, he's gonna have his good weeks and his bad weeks. Yeah. But James Cook, a lot of intrigue, and then Cam Akers. Um, you know, I just think uh it, there's intrigue there as well because he's looked good, you know, yeah. and he's gonna have a lot of volume. Yeah, yeah, I I love Cook too. I think he had 16 and a half uh fantasy points in a in a full PPR where I saw an opponent had him on his bench uh, this past week. Uh, Akers, I, you love to see him reemerge, but I just, it's hard for me to trust that backfield, man. It's like, there's a new face and name popping up every other week. Like it's Kyron Williams and we're cutting Darrell Henderson. And now it's Cam Akers. Like it just seems like for a guy who had a reputation like McVay of just being, picking a guy and sticking with him, like, that hasn't been the MO for him this year. So yeah. as explosive as Cam Akers looks one week, it could be another guy the next week. That's why I would have him behind James Cook. And I agree with you, Mike, that I would have McKinnon third because of the way Pacheco is is emerging there. And it's just the, the backs just don't have a huge role there because uh, Mahomes is always looking downfield, doesn't dump the ball off to, to those guys a lot, even though he did have that touchdown pass to McKinnon. Um, against the Bengals. By the way, might I just say, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, why do I never face Patrick Mahomes and, and Kelsey 
when yeah. they have a dud game. Right. Yeah. Like when, they, right. when Mahomes has like one touchdown and Kelsey's quiet, like I face them and like it's both of them. 80 the points but combined now, between them. Yeah. Right. It's, it's always a stack. I always face a stack of those guys. Right. The stack. I, I, look, I, I look at my I look at my live scoring and like at the end of like uh like 730, they have like 80 points between the two of them. And I want to mm. blow my brains out. Fantasy is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told Mike last year I was quitting. I told him I was just I'm quitting. Oh, man. dude, I, I, I'm quitting. this is this is the worst time of the season. This is when it starts. Like the yeah. best time of the season is the draft when yep. you look at your beautiful team, and now reality sets in, and you're just like, why do I do this? Why do I have a stupid team? Yeah. Why yeah. Why do we do this to our bodies and our, our minds? What are we doing to ourselves? I don't well, know. It's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got a little NFC East off here. Michael Gallup, Jahan Dotson. I mean, Gallup, I think, is the the more uh, explosive offense. But man, Jahan Dotson, they got to give him a playing time after that move. He just shimmied and shake the whole Giants defense on that play. Like we know he sexy. can if he gets volume. So that was sexy. Yeah. What? Yeah. What, Michael, start with you. What do you think? Um. Yeah. Um. The, you want to do all of them? What do you got underneath? You got Pierce too. Scroll down um, a little yeah, bit. I've got Pierce there, and then I've got a little tight end action. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'm going Gallup. Um, you know, that's 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 the number one guy off the waiver wire. Jahan Dotson, you know, there's three really viable wide receivers there. You know, there's only two on Dallas, and yeah. also Dallas much more potent offense. Um Point in fact. Alec Pierce, you know, reemerged again. Um, who knows if Matt Ryan's going to be under center next week. That was an atrocious performance last night. Won me 50 um, bucks. So thank you, Matt Ryan. You beautiful bastard. Yeah. And then Jamison Williams, uh, I didn't, I was on a plane yesterday, so I, I wasn't able to see, uh, really any of, uh, those first set of games. So I just see you got, what you got a donut. So I, no, no, yeah, I'm just, he, he's somebody who, yeah, uh, I know well, that what happened. I mean, I was excited once from what, yeah, from more, what more I target. recall, just, he wasn't a huge part of the game plan. Uh -huh. Ross St. Brown happened. Right. And, uh, he is just the truth. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I'll go kind of, um, I'll go Gallup dots and Pierce, but I, you know, Jameson Williams, I think, uh, he, I'm really excited to see what he looks like when he, they, you know, kind of activate them you know so yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. i love gallup re-emerging uh not a ton of volume but if if you're going to be the preferred red zone threat in a high octane offense like that i mean i could at least have you as a bench stash uh right. the only thing i would worry about him is if if odell beckham signs there but i mean that may be more smoke than anything else at this point i i think if you have, you know, a, a deep bench or a spot on your bench, you could do way worse than Michael Gallup. The only thing I worry about Dotson is just is volume. Uh, right. You know, this is a commander's team. We've we've all seen the blueprint, the way it's it's shifted since Heineke took over. They want to strangle the clock. Mm -hmm. They want to feed Robinson and Gibby to a lesser extent. And they want to play stifling defense. And they want to throw the ball like as little as they can get away with. Right. Yes. So yeah. I, I love I love Dotson's um traits. I love his explosiveness. We saw it uh, on display in that sick touchdown he had against the Giants over the weekend. I just don't know if he's gonna be that guy that that gets eight or ten targets a game, which is what yeah. you want from a guy in, in, in that sort of 
spot on your on your bench. I, I love I, the talent. I, hate his role. I had him on one team out of all my uh, redraft teams, and uh, cut. I've been holding him all season because he, you know, the beginning he was like I was starting him, yeah. and, uh, and and then I cut him. And then he does this this week, oh, and now yeah. I have to <laughs> go use my last zero dollars of fab to maybe yeah. get him. You know, and and Jameson Williams to me is a guy that I, I think people are just gonna kind of snooze on in drafts in 2023 because there's not gonna be much. There aren't. It's not gonna be a lot of numbers for people to to wrap their arms around from this season. So might be a, a guy that's a that's a steal that that falls a few rounds later than he should in drafts next year. I'm. I'll certainly have my eye on him next next season, but as of right now, not that interested. I, and I think I think he really makes it interesting for 2023 in terms of what Jared Goff is oh, yeah. value is. You know, if you want to go late round QB, I'm sure he's going to be there. And then you you know you have Amon Ross St. Brown, and then this burner. You know, people are comping him to Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. He he might he might put together a nice season in 2023. So we'll see. Yeah, you almost want him not to flash so that people don't right, get on him. Right. So the stock doesn't go. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I like it. All right, a couple of guys you might be able, able to get if you need a tight end. Uh, Bellinger's back. Uh, and then, you know, the Steelers' defense. I mean, TJ, he's just – he's a man. He's a man beast. I, I I love his intensity. I picked the Steelers' defense last week, 2,600 in DraftKings. So it's a good price. But I just knew that the, the Falcons were not going to get by him that often. And he does lock down. So um, you can grab them as well. Yeah, another another defense that uh, I'm I'm sure the sharps are already on them, but like if they're floating around in your league, the Chiefs' defense, their schedule down the stretch is mm. super tasty. They get the Broncos mm. this week, I believe. Then they get the Texans. Mm. Nice. I can't remember who's after that, but then they, I believe they get the Broncos again in Week 17. Oh my so God, double Russ. If, if the Chiefs are, are floating around and you've got a defense that you don't, you know, like nobody's wedded to a defense for the most part. Right. I mean, there's no one dominant unit, but like that's that's a, a unit you can that you could do some work with, I would think. If yeah, you're, that's a Super Bowl week 17 defense right there versus the Broncos. Right that's a great nugget. Yeah. yeah. No, that's perfect. So, okay. Now, our, our next segment we like to, to call Elevate, Mitigate, Eviscerate. And the idea behind this case is just your starter sit. But then we also like to fire people, you know, like Donald Trump does and get them, get yeah. them the hell off your team because you got to make room for the guys you're going to be picking up on. Hey, the I, I know how this segment works. I've, li- I've watched the show, man. I know I, how this I, works. I appreciate it. Uh, th- <laughs> these are Mike and I combined. You know, we're, we're, we're both, uh, you know, co-conspirators in this. So, uh, Collins, I'll let you kick it off because you've got a little tandem here. He's down below. You got to scroll a little bit to see him. Uh, Adam Thielen, but I like your Kirk Cousins Thielen kind of stack here almost, right? Kind of prelude. But um, what do you see in Kirk this week that gives you the green light? Yeah. Um, I mean, Kirk, uh, we have week 14. Um, the Lions coming. Uh, let's see. Is oh, it they're, at, they're playing at Detroit. the Lions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in Detroit. Lions. Uh, 1 p.m. Kirk. Give me 1 p.m. Kirk. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I think, you know, again, the Lions, you know, just such a fun, interesting team, uh, you know, just continue to put up points. Um, you know, uh, this is, this is a game where I think that, um, you know, it's, it's gonna, you know, Vegas hasn't put out the totals yet, but there'll be a high total, so, um, you know, it's just kind of like a no brainer. Kirk Cousins, 
the, another thing we always do with elevate, mitigate, eviscerate is we're not, you know, it's not start Josh Allen. It's starting those guys that are just the fringe guys. Kirk Cousins is that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he has those weeks where, you know, if you, if you win, uh, you know, late round QB, you know, he's lost you some games, you know, but I think this is a week where you can confidently put him in your lineup. Yeah. Cakes, do you have a Kirk on any of your teams or have you shied away from the captain this year? Uh, I had Kirk as a, as a backup on one of my teams and I've, I'm borderline. See, this is where my tinkering gets gets in my way. I've uh-huh. in in one of the teams I really care about. I've been riding the 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 Kyler Murray roller coaster. I've been riding okay. that dragon, and it's it's been upticking Call lately. Call of Duty with, dragon, <laughs> with guy with guys getting healthy and him having you know Hollywood Brown coming back and Hop on on the field at the same time. Rondale Moore's been a little bit. He he's popped in a few weeks, but other weeks, you know, he's sidelined, can't play. Um, so I was considering: do I pick up Kirk Cousins off the wire and start him against the Lions, or or do I go with Kyler Murray? I feel like I feel like Kyler's the better play against New England, but I could see some upside in grabbing Kirk or just firing up him up for this matchup because I would guess the total is going to be. It's got to be north of fifty points, right? If it, it's yeah, got, I would, I'm going to bet it's going to be in that neighborhood. You know, yeah, it's going to be like uh, fifty or fifty-one, and yeah. if I can get Kirk Cousins in a dome against the Lions in an up-paced game, like at one p.m. That at game, could, pew, that game has shootout potential, right? Uh, but where, I still where, think where, I, I have to use my, my rational brain, what's left of it, and ride right. with Kyler Murray because he's been consistently better. Yeah, is he at home? Tyler's at home against the Patriots. Yeah, see, I I like that. In Foxborough with a windstorm, you know what I mean? Something like that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Kirk might. But at home in the Dome, Kyler, just he's the the joystick. So, um, I like that. Collins, as a back, I have a back. Deontay Foreman, he's been reborn here. Uh, You see the smugness on his face as he runs through warm-ups there. I mean, he, he has just become what he was hoping to be when he first was drafted by the Texans before he turned his Achilles, didn't he? Is that what happened? Yeah. He's yep. one of those guys who, yeah, I mean, ACLs come, you know, happens, but the Achilles is longer. It took him to two and a half years to come back, uh, and then he's not let go since he's come back. Uh, who would you rather have this week, Cakes, Devonta Foreman or Cam Akers if you were starting? I think Cam Akers is going against Vegas, uh, and then – Foreman, I know this. They're going against oh, I, I, the, in the, Seattle. I think they're playing Seattle. Yep, yeah, they're, they're playing, playing Seattle. Seattle. So it's Deontay Seattle. Foreman tore his Achilles too. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Deontay Foreman. So both those guys are Achilles survivors. You kind of, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd put Cam Akers up there against him. You know, interesting I, enough. I, I kind of put those guys in this like in the same grouping, I I guess. I might lean a little more towards Akers if he's like the flavor of the week all of a sudden for that Rams offense especially because they're 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 playing the raiders i mean the raiders just can't stop anybody at Mm -hmm. this point seahawks have had a hard time with that too but if i had to pick between those two i'm probably going to ride the hotter hand in acres because uh i also worry about chuba hubbard stealing some of the some of the carries away from from deontay foreman yeah it's interesting cam acres just scored a couple touchdowns against seattle now uh foreman comes in see if he can replicate it maybe he can't you know um but uh, yeah, very very interesting. Both are probably good plays. You know, this week it's 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 not a terrible situation here for those fringe guys. Um, Collins, you also are advocating for Hunterist of Henrys, uh, and we did just talk about who who they're they're playing. They're playing uh, 
the 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 worst are they the worst or are they the second worst the worst. they are the, they are the worst. worst they're the worst right yeah they're the worst they're yeah. always are the worst against tight ends it's like a reputation they have year after year so um tell me about hunter henry he's not done what he did last year he caught like nine touchdowns and and got you that equity every week where you kind of were just like it's he's booming again hunter's booming again you know <laughs> yeah and and mac jones um you know he he wants to throw the uh, fucking ball. You see that? I don't know it. what to make of him yet. You know, I or something. I kind I kind of feel okay. like um, he's he's not. He, I think he's going to continue to get better, and that and that's. I mean, you you just see this in the NFL. If if they can stay on the field, they they get better and better. But he just has his good weeks and his bad weeks. Um, but I expect. Um, Belichick to be designing plays for Hunter Henry in this game. So I'm 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 rolling with it. And you know, it's really, you know, it's Mac Jones dependent. If if he um if he plays well, which he's capable of doing, I think um, you know, you get a a, a Hunter Henry tutty. So yeah. I, I love that shoot. play because I, I'm in I'm like everybody else that did not draft uh Kelsey at tight end. I'm in yeah. tight end streaming hell. I, mm-hmm. I fell for the Kyle Pitts trap, and oh. I, I didn't know that Arthur Smith was just going to run the Sadist. ball relentlessly, like like he's playing in the NFL in the 1970s. But look, I, I can't look. What are you going to do? Thing. I guess he feels like that's the way that they're going to try to win. Block. He blocks but, beautifully. Yeah. So I'm 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 in tight end streamerville, like everybody else. And this past week, I said, you know what, Greg Dulcich, I'm sick Ooh. of you. I'm sick of you and your four points per game over the last month. So I'm yeah. cutting you for Hayden Hurst in a better matchup. Mm-hmm. So I look at the early returns on Hurst. I'm like, oh, two catches for 12 yards and a full PPR. I can rock with that in the first quarter. And as I'm watching the game last night, they show me that caveman Hayden Hurst on the sideline oh. with no helmet on. And he looks like Stack Simpson with long hair holding his helmet. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, he's – He's got a calf injury. He's not going back in the game. So I'm fully boned at that point. So now I'm going to pick up Hunter Henry and hope he can do some work against the worst tight tight end defense in the league, in the Cardinals. I literally did that. I did that exact same thing. And I didn't. I dropped Dolchich, who got, I think he had like 16 points, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh and I, I I I I I didn't I dropped Dolchich in one league. I also ended up starting Hayden Hurst in three leagues. And all my DFS teams uh were Burrow Hurst stacks. So yeah. that was a bummer. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it stinks. Yeah, yeah, we can segue to bummers because that is gonna be kind of the next segment, but we'll say the Steelers play them this week against the Ravens. Um, but m- mitigate, and I'm just gonna say. Uh, I got attacked on Twitter because I just made an observation. Uh, they put a, you know, somebody put out like a, a graphic that just said, you know, zero points scored for the offense, 27 points scored for the defense. I just said mm-hmm. 230 million guaranteed folks. And somebody was just like, oh, it's one game. How dare you? But whatever. Sean Watson looked freaking terrible between every ball thought. He was just bouncing ball. He looked like a, a, like a drunk Donovan McNabb. A drunk driving DUI down McNabb is what he looked like. And, and like if he, if he was facing a if he's facing a tough defense, you know, like you could give him kind of a pass. Right. First of all, he's, he's facing a horrible defense in in the Texans. 
Right. He has a revenge game, which I love. I love me some revenge game narratives. He's got that full-blown working. And he was just dreadful. He looked awful. He looked just like he did in the preseason when people were mm-hmm. like, ah, it's just the preseason. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. He's going to be fine. Well, he didn't look fine in that game. And if you have Deshaun Watson on your roster, you can't play him against Cincinnati this week. No, no. Not unless you're nope. like the most desperate fantasy player of all time. You can't play him. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 100%. I, 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 um, I'm, Last week, uh, you know, was, you know, excited to fire him up minus all the off the field, you know, stuff that makes you not want to root for the guy. I have him in the dynasty league and I was advocating, put him in. It's Deshaun Watson. And, you know, you have to adjust when you are playing fantasy and you just I I thought he would be good enough. Um, but what you saw last week is just, uh, we're in week 13 and he's in week zero and there, there is, uh, there, there's an arc to the player skill over the season and he is not up to speed. So, um, you know, he might, I, I, I think Deshaun Watson will be Deshaun Watson again. But it might you you might have to wait till like week sixteen, week seventeen before you start to see his yeah, skills I mean, that reemerge. I'm not advocating cutting him at this point, but I'm right. I certainly can't start him next week. I, I need to see him do it at least right. once and perform at least once before he gets that trust back. And the, the scary part about it is he had no ro- no role in the rushing game. Like right. that's part of the reason why you want the Sean Watson because you're right. you're. You're banking on getting you 40, 45 rushing yards, hopefully as a floor, and then you know rushing in a touchdown here and there. Like if he's not doing that, and then he's not giving you the passing component either. Like what what good is he for your for your team? Right. Yeah. No, yep. Mitigate him. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I have him in the dynasty league that I've been waiting to start him in yeah. because I I don't have two QBs because I had. Baker Mayfield, when I, when I drafted this team two years ago or three years ago, that made sense, um, but it doesn't now. And so finally I started him last week. I was just like, oh, okay. I could have kept starting Matt Collins in my flex like I had been doing and been much better off than starting him. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see if he gets to play again uh, for a bit. My, Matt Collins might have to go back into the flex. That's so. Rough. Oh, it's a double super flex. It's not great. But um, speaking of not great, uh, Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight, as the kids are calling him. Uh, I picked that up from the Swole cast. I don't know if you're a listener of the Swole cast, but uh, it's Pete Overzet. We're big Pete Overzet guys. And uh, uh, what do you think, Mike, about Knight this week that just says, hey, no, no not going to happen? I mean, again, it's just the, you know, it's the matchup. Um, you have you know michael carter lurking in the background and they were really by committee um i i just i don't want to roll the dice after this good week um i just think um he looks really good um but you know the matchup versus the bills um it's just it's such a dice roll uh, putting him in your lineup this week. Uh, you know, it, it, I think a lot of people are just like, I told you he was good. And I just think this is going to be a week where there's some regression. Some, some yeah. And they're going to be chasing points in that matchup too. And that's probably, even though Zonovan Knight can catch balls, I think he had four or five this past yep. weekend. 
that's more Ty Johnson's territory. And right. like if Michael Carter comes back and muddies it, then it's a three-headed monster running back. You know, like like our friend Ian Harditz loves to say from PFF, you can deal with a two-headed running back monster. Three-headed is no bueno. You don't want any yep. part of it. And if Carter comes back, that's just another mouth to feed. And yeah, I mean, I, I can understand grabbing him, stashing him on your bench if you know one of those guys remains out, but. It's not a guy, especially when you're jockeying for a playoff spot, that you want to have to rely on. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah, 100%. No. He looks good, though. I mean, yeah, he, he looks good. good. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple of guys who I, I love to mitigate. Um, Michael Pittman makes it again every week. He's been nailing it every week, too. He, he mitigates him every week, and he's right. Last week, Michael Pittman, 3.9 fantasy This points. graphic never changes, King. Yeah. So it's always <laughs> right there. It's always him about to catch a ball against who's that? The Titans? <laughs> is that, right. is that the defender? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the Titans, yeah. And uh, <laughs> now Michael Pittman has not uh, yielded that third-round fruit that you're – not you, but the people who are chasing him this year. He's not good for Michael Pittman. Oh, um, man, I remember, I remember in like late July and August, I, I can I – can, still feel the buzz that there was out there for Michael Pittman in Indianapolis and Brandon cooks in Houston. Oh Mike fell for and I was, Trust me. I was, I was targeting those guys. I just didn't get a lot of those guys because yeah. of the way certain drafts unfolded, but I was all over that buzz, man. And luckily mm. I didn't hit it on Pittman or I stepped Brandon on Pittman. Cooks. Yeah. I got none. I got none of those guys. Thank God. Yeah. I have a ton of cooks and a ton of pits, and it's. <laughs> I I drafted pits in the third round of a high stakes league. Here, I did one it of my in high the stakes second teams. round. I did it Listen in the second. Team. I reached. Listen to these first four picks. I had the tenth pick in a ten team draft. Camara, Dalvin, mm. Pitts, mm. Evans. Oh, mm. that team is four. Any, yeah, not great. You can't you can't you can't. I, my, I have a, I have a theory that I need to like put into writing, but it's really very simple. Like it's you know, I mean, th those first rounds, like you know, those first eight rounds, you really like you've got like play it safe in a certain regard, and and you never know. Like that's the thing, you just never know. It's hard to predict, but like. When you miss on your first four draft picks, you're done. It's over. It's, you lost. Yeah, I mean, unless you're the, unless you're the greatest free agent, like waiver right. wire specialist of all time, you can't you can't waiver wire your way out of four straight right. duds. No, it's no. tough. No. Speaking of duds, uh, both the the Bucks tight ends are duds against the 49ers. Don't don't even consider them. I think PFF ranks their linebackers the best core, and they're all green. There's like one, two, three, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. just not even fair. Uh, so no to those guys. And then the Broncos against the chiefs that we mentioned before, uh, you know, even though you don't want to start Juju necessarily that, you know, you know, that Kelsey's going to be coming back after a bad game. He'll talk about it on his podcast with his brother, which is great. Hey, um, Devonte Adams playing Sertan must start Juju playing Sertan. I can go ahead and, right. you know, yeah, I'll, just, so, at, no, I'll yeah. go ahead and trust, trust, uh, you know, that skill set versus Juju. Listen, let me just say this. One of my best lineups yesterday was a double stack with uh, Devonta Smith. And on this podcast, my guy, Mike Cash Collins, said to start him 
last week. He was a elevate. And uh, we talked about starting uh, the stack of AJ Brown, you know, with Hertz. And so uh, cakes in the DMS, which we talked about earlier, talking about like, you know, how we can kind of just share advocated. Mm-hmm. I advocated for Smith. Other people advocate for other people and whatever it is, you know, but uh, I was grateful that you did listen and you got Smith in there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tricky. Cause every week people, it, people do make good arguments and people do have sure. good thoughts. It's, it's it, you don't it, one or two plays here, there people drop a ball. I mean, what, what happened with, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, he had a touchdown in his hands. Oh, you know know. What I mean, his, I know. in his I mean, freaking hands. You know, my my conundrum was: uh, Do I play Devonta Smith in AJ Brown's revenge game, or do I play George Pickens in a full PPR going against Atlanta, who had like one of the worst pass defenses yep. in the league? Right, 30s, 30s first, it, just, yep. it, it made sense to maybe just maybe shift Pickens in and sit Smith, but then I was like, Smith's got a better quarterback. He's getting like since Goddard's been out, his target share has been outrageous. It's been like I want to say like thirty percent. It's crazy. Like it just made more sense to stick. Smith was the better play, but yeah. trust me, I wanted to play Pickens, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Pickens is good though. I, voice of reason. I I like Pickens. So, but I'm gonna tell you guys a sad story. Uh, I played uh, Randall Cobb in, in my head-to-head matchup with Bo, and I lost by like four points. I had Hayden Hurst. He got hurt, too. A couple guys got hurt on my team. It happens. Whatever. Lost by four points. Um, he he was targeted in the freaking end zone three times. Like, he could have had like 28 points. Like, right. He had like none. You know, it's like one of those games where it's like you were just a foot off, a foot off, a foot off. And 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 the defender, one of them, looked like he was interfering with him, too. It's like Jeez Louise, man, like the, it really just a game of inches. But but Randall Cobb, uh, w- with the emergence of Watson there, and, and Alan Lazard is still just there. Poor Cobb. He's just, you know, you got to eviscerate him. So Colin Yeah, does- and you got Dobbs coming back probably this week too. So it's just it's another mouth. Um, peace out. Peace out to yeah, all these guys. Like peace Tom, out, Kyron Tom's Williams. The guy who, he's the type of guy who pops like once every five right. or six games, and you just right. never know which game it's going to be. Right. So, like, yeah, you can eviscerate yeah, him. He's lost. That was from the game. This is, I take the stills from the game. So like this just happened. All these pictures, this is Kyron Williams getting intercepted in front of, you know, I mean, this is, you know, right here, Marvin Jones, not catching the ball. Antonio Gibson you're putting on there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Go look at him. See, Stacks likes to go with the, like, and I like it. Cause like, if he's right, like last year, he was so early into the eviscerate uh, Allen Robinson. I cannot okay. co-endorse the Antonio Gibson you don't cut. Have to co-endorse this is for me. I put I, it's, that's there. wild. That's bold. You know, what? I, you know what? Stacks, I can co-endorse eviscerating Antonio Gibson. And here's why. Because Robinson is getting 20 carries to like yeah. Gibson's eight. Yeah. Like he's clearly the backup. Now he's worth keeping on your bench because like if Robinson goes down or falls out of favor right. or whatever, I love Antonio Gibson's skill set. And the fact that he's been able to hold on to the ball when the, the coaching staff made it clear to him, hey, man, like your your playing time is going to get seriously cut into if you can't hold on to the ball. He's held on to the ball throughout the season, but his role is diminished yeah. and Robinson is the guy. And I just feel like Gibson just gets the like the borderline leftover scraps in that offense. Let, let me ask, let me ask you. Game. 
let me ask you this case because you're you know this is this is what you do on 1067 the fan i mean you guys the you know three hours a day we're we're mm-hmm. batting the ball around on the commanders mm-hmm. okay yeah. where do you fall because i watching you know from a fantasy perspective um this team used to be my team now that dan snyder's gone maybe maybe i i kind of feel like i could actually care about them it's weird i i thought i was just a fantasy psychopath mm-hmm. i kind of care about them a little bit with the potential that dan snyder's out of the mix okay i've been watching and i've been seeing for you know ever since robinson came back it was so obvious that Gibson to me was the much better and more talented back, but it does seem to be lately like that gunshot wound continues to heal and he is really starting to look like why they wanted him to be the guy. So do you think who do you think is the better running back in your opinion? I still I still think Antonio Gibson is a better all-around football player. I think I like his skill set better. I like the fact that that he can, you know, he can run patterns. He can run routes like downfield routes. And if it's just a matter of, I don't know if Scott Turner likes featuring his, him as much because he kind of has, he has redundancy in that offense with Curtis Samuel. I feel like if Curtis Samuel right. wasn't there, you'd see a lot more of those types of plays going to Antonio Gibson. But I feel like they paid Samuel so much money I feel like that they have to rationalize well we got to get Samuel more involved in the game plan and they he he lives in the same sort of ecosystem as Antonio Gibson so I feel like if Samuel were sidelined or out of the picture I'm glad he's playing glad he's healthy that they're getting some sort of return on him but I just feel like Gibson's role is really impacted by Samuel being there I like his overall skill set better but I like Robinson's opportunity better Sure. You know what I mean? Like his role is just better right now. I'm just saying if I was the head coach, I would be, it would be Gibson's 1A, Robinson's 1B. I'm with you. I think he's a super freak athlete. Like like, there's not a lot of guys that have that sort of mix of receiving He's like a Tony Pollard a little bit. I mean, they they literally were the same guys, went to the same school, did the same thing, you know? I I feel like he's underutilized by that coaching staff. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ron Rivera is old school, you know. He's, he's got old school, but school. Yeah. Old. yeah, he's old. So, all right, get rid of Robert Woods. Hey, he's only, he's only about seven years older than me, so I can't keep calling that guy old. <laughs> is he? He's only sixty. I thought he was. I thought he was like mid sixties. Okay. Oh, okay. All you right. keep giving yeah. cakes an extra year, man. My yeah, bad. Man, My bad. Yeah, what's, what's going on? I noticed it twice now. I'm just, uh, you know, no. Well, his birthday's in like three months, so I'm doing okay. what you do. Well, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Well, uh, By the way, how how have you not eviscerated Robert Woods yet? Right. How's he even on a I list? Know. Right. I know. I, I yeah. just I I found a dark. You like to fill the page? That wasn't somebody I threw to. I mean, him. Like, it's just filling the page. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. pick it, him up from... even if I even if you get the news that Traylon Burks is out for the rest of the season. Let's hope he's not. But that was a scary right. scene yesterday. Oh my but gosh. I, I would pick up, I think, 20 other free agent pieces of trash over Robert Woods. Yes. Yes. Look, he's just he's, he's just so an older guy. It's coming off of an injury. He's never going to be like what he once was in that Rams right. offense. So right, right. Uh, he can't run anymore. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, th- let's quickly go to the DFS stacks of cash. And I got to say, before we get to the, the gold stack or the diamond stacks, 
I, I couldn't get away from the gold stack because we both had the same gold stack. So first time co-endorsed. I just want to point that out before we get there because it might be be look like hey we both have the same one. We do. Cool. We have the same one. So, um, but let me get you go first with your with your your diamond stack here because I've heard of these guys, Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase. What's going on with those guys? Jamar Chase is healthy. We saw it. We saw it. He is back on the football field, and I'm telling you, I, the, I don't know how deep you're delving into the DFS world cakes. I do see you continue to kick people's ass in the nimble chalk block tournament. Oh, yeah. uh, you're doing well, bro. You've, I think you've cashed a few different times. So cashed a couple times. There, there, there've been some Rocky Rose thrown in there too. It's not, Me it's too. not every week cash. It's a, it's a tough field to mind to, to navigate your way through, but I've had a few caches. Well, well, we're stacks and cash. We're GPP bang bros for life. Okay. I, we, we enter 150 lineups every week. Uh, I, I have a new, it's uh there's, it's a whole different world. You know, it's, it's so much like terminology and all the stuff you need to learn, sure. understanding game theory. I feel like I'm on, uh, you know, I, I've, I've got an in, I'm starting Joe Burrow every week in all my lineups because every week Burrow he is underpriced mm-hmm. and uh he, he he all he does is throw touchdowns that's all he does yep. he just gets down there touchdowns. he ran for one this past and, weekend he, run, and he likes to run for him too he yep, doesn't yep. like to hit, when they get to the one yard line he likes to scoot it in there yeah. Um, screw you, Joe Mixon and Samaj Ryan owners. I'm taking this one even myself. even in that Joe Mixon game when Joe Mixon had like five TDs. He he what Joe uh Burrow had two. Like it was a bad game for him, and he still had over 20 points uh right. in DFS. So yeah. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, uh fire him up. Uh, you know, the the, the Browns, they're it's just it's a juicy matchup and it's 14-9. So you you can get studs for a diamond stack. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna say that I like yours a little better than mine. Um, but I still like Justin Jefferson against Detroit. If this game does shoot out, uh, you want to have one of the quarterbacks. You know, I know that uh, our guy's a little bit cheaper in Jared Goff, so maybe you combine w- one or two of these kind of stacks to make a, a game run back stack, but uh this game is in uh, you know, three fourths of our stacks, or no, two thirds of our stacks. So, or yeah, four sixths of our stacks, which is two thirds. So, right. uh, we're, we're this is kind of taking over here. We do think this is going to be a game that's going to shoot. Uh, kicks, which stack do you like better, the pay up Justin Jefferson or the pay down Adam Thielen that Mike has down at his uh silver stack? I, I've got to pay up for Justin Jefferson. I, I, I would have to hold my nose to fire in a DFS lineup with with Adam Thielen. He's he's just become, especially with Hawkinson being added to that offense, True. he has not been the same type of player, has not had the same type of impact. Uh, I, I would have to just cut corners elsewhere and pay up for Jefferson in this spot. Yeah. Let, let, let me tell you my whole theory with the, uh, the Thielen move, though, and this comes from your co-host, EB, who I love so much. It's such a okay. great theory. It's the do theory. Okay. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you watch Thielen, he has a ton of touchdown equity every season, yeah, yeah. and he's had enough bad games in a row. You need some touchdown. and he's 4,900. It's it's do theory for your silver stack. And I, I like your uh diamond stack. So it's it's a good double stack, I think. You know, yeah. it's a fat stack. Yeah, yeah. On both no. Um, I think the Amon Ross St. Brown one kind of goes without saying. I just it's it is what it is, you know. He he is who we thought he is. Yes. Uh, 
I, I think I heard somebody saying this morning on the junkies that he would be a third round pick. Uh, I'm not sure if that was accurate, but uh, I think he, he might be a second round pick. I don't know, be. man. This, yeah. this guy will take him in the second round because right. I, too. I, Me too. Right. I was yeah. ready. I was, I had, I had him queued up in one of my most important leagues and he got sniped from me one pick before I was about to take him. I was, I think I was about to take him at like 47th overall and he went mm. 46th mm. and I had to pivot to a, a, just a junk pile known as Allen Robinson because I bought into the, Oh, he's going to the Rams. He's going to rejuvenate his career. He's, he's going to be the second fiddle to Cooper cup. I can't believe the, the drop off between drafted just the the promise of drafting a Monroe St. Brown because I knew he was going to I knew he was a stud from what he right. did at the end of last season and right. I knew he was going to do it again this year and I was stuck with Allen Robinson oh and oh I've had I, I'm living with that I have that mental residue in my brain it'll probably never leave me yeah the joy is a fantasy that. man the joy, joy. it's so joy. joyful look at my joyful uh-huh. face yeah yeah <laughs> The bags, <laughs> all the oh, bags, man. baby. The Allen Robinson oh. bags. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's killing me. That yeah, guy's that, killing me. I took I took Amon Ross St. Brown in front of Mike twice this year. So I mean, he knows the pain. Actually, he knows it for real. Yeah, my co-host listens to me because I, I was I just, I, that was my guy. That was my guy. So he intentionally, you know, just to tilt me too. All, you know, he I believed him in him as well. I can't be my guy. I can't love him. Oh, you can love him. Like, he's you got incredible. Him. I couldn't. I have him. I don't. I have him in crab cakes, or do you have him in crab cakes? I think you might have him there. I, I have him in, in the in the fantasy millionaires. I know. Uh, no, I you know. I think I, I think I have him in fantasy millionaires too. I think you got him in our our main. I've been BF, in BFFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just beat. I beat you with him this week. So yeah, I was going mad early on him. You know, he was going in the fourth round. I was drafting him in the third. So I have yeah. no problem drafting him in the third. I'll draft him in the second too. You know, I mean, yeah. the way he's yeah. trending, he keeps putting up thirty points. He he's a fringe first rounder at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll draft him a full round too early next year because right. I'm right. yeah I'm just I'm not miss I'm not missing out in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Well, th- these these three guys are all in the crab cakes. You know, here in Maryland. So. I mean, we're gonna be going. We're gonna be going for him. Yeah, you know, it's a yeah. real life thing. Yeah. We're gonna be duking it out. Can't wait. Somebody is. Oh, one yeah. of us is gonna be angry. One of us is yeah. gonna be like. Somebody's gonna be pissed. Yeah. yeah, one of us is gonna get him for sure because you know we do love him. Um, the last stack for me, it's a little bit more expensive as the as the silver stack. It's like the high end of the silver stack, but uh, Gino is still like sixty two hundred. Like I just. And then they're like, I'm like, okay, no Lockett's got to be like 68, right? No, he's only 65. Like, what? Yeah. What are we doing here? Lockett's they're undervalued every week. Five straight games. It's just like, ah. right. so it just. And I know Carolina's defense is pretty good, but they're in. That's why I'm Seattle. nervous about it. So, I'm nervous Seattle, about Carolina's defense. In Seattle, but. though, man, Seattle's a they 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 like to smell their own farts up there, man. Like they they get into yep. themselves. You know what yep. I mean? They. They call themselves the twelfth man. I thought this was ironic, by the way, because that's a super lib area, right? And then they call themselves like a man. <laughs> yeah, they should be the twelfth day. That's right. what they should be. <laughs> yeah, right. The like man? They, they should the 12th be the twelfth them. Let's get with yeah. it, guys, in Seattle. Come on, like Seattle, what are you doing? You're not the yeah. tip of the spear, man. So 
Um, all right, let's quickly get to three tweets and then we'll get uh, everybody out of here if I can find my mouse. Okay, there it is. Um, so we were on Eric Bickle's poor Twitter. Hopefully, he can get more followers because, yeah, I've got almost, you know, thousands. I've got 10,000 more followers than he does. So that's not that's not good for him. Um, so let's get the tweets up here. Mike, are you, gonna... you, you want to do mine first or you want to do yours first? You can do yours first. Which one do you want? All right, go up. Uh, okay, now, Cakes, let me, since I don't know if you ever make it to the end of the show, uh, we do kind of some pretty weird, silly stuff here on three tweets. So uh, I didn't think you were going to be I mean, around what? this long. This might not make you laugh as much as it makes me laugh, but this okay. is my sense of humor. Um, go, go down, go down. That one, that, this yeah. one, yeah. Okay. And you just pause it. Make sure the sounds up. Um, this is this is the kind of thing that makes me this is your content is your kind of content yeah yeah this is why i love twitter just stuff okay. like this this okay. is why i'll never log off i just <laughs> watch stuff like this all day long all right play it you got to turn the sound up <laughs> do, you, do you have the sound up <laughs> can you hear it i couldn't hear it cannot hear it yeah simpson can you put can you turn the sound up is he doing that to golf? No, you have to listen to the sound. It's way better with the sound. <laughs> I thought the sound was up. The sound's not it, up. You, no, you it? can't hear it. Oh, the not coming through. Oh, I can't. No, it's not coming through. Oh no, sorry. Well, so it, yeah, she, she's I mean, you kind of get a sense of it without the sound, but it's way. Well, funnier. let me just say this: this video. It, it just it encapsulates why I'm too old to be on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I wish you could hear it because she. I don't just, see why the sounds not coming through. I'm really disappointed right now. She's so, crying about like how hard life is. And yes, he, and he says I'm a dragon. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like the funniest thing in the whole world. Dragon. I'm just like, when is life going to get better? When is it going to get better? He's just like, I'm a dragon. Seems like his life's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know what? Maybe. No, it's not. Don't worry about it. Hopefully, uh, I don't know if my second one has sound. If I don't think I win, if 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 my sound can't work. Mine mine has only a little bit of sound, and so if you don't hear. Your, let me see if mine works. I don't. I don't know. If mine probably won't work. But here we go. Hold on. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you have it set up so it just set rolls through I mean, your ear. We had some. We had some technical difficulties before the show started, so I'm not sure what happened with our sound. Um. But anyway, this then this tweet. This guy is. They have these new little bubbles. Uh, fan bubbles where fans can be in the hallway where the coaches walk in at halftime. So in this little video. A fan is videotaping himself, and Mike Tomlin walks by, mm-hmm. and he says to him, "Let's go for the win, Coach Tomlin. Let's go for the win." And then, so he looks at him, and he says, "I'm fucking working." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just imagine, like Mike Tomlin, you're like, "Go for the win!" Like, what the? Yeah, f- are you talking about? Like, can you imagine like interacting with one of those guys? Uh, how intense they are! The last oh, thing yeah. they want to do is have some wackadoo fan that's Bozo. never been on a football field ever before to try to tell him how to do his job or give him words of encouragement. Right. Go for the win. What are you talking about? You know, and he's just filming himself. 
and he's just like, I don't know, you know. So, I, all right. I, well, I, I think I think uh, I I I'm gonna give myself the win since yes. uh, maybe we chuckled slightly more uh, since we couldn't hear either one. My this and you don't need sound for this one, okay? Because this is awesome. This is this is Tyree Kill catching a bubble screen, and you don't need sound for this one, okay? okay. Tyree Kill catching a bubble screen. <laughs> Look how fast yep, that does. No sound needed. That's a winner. Yeah. That, oh, that, that is perfect. Fast that is Tyree Kill. Let's do it. Let's watch it again. Just cut. Damn. Put it back. He's took the, the, the slide. Yeah. Now that was great. Uh, all the the technical sides notwithstanding, uh, this is one of my one of my favorite shows ever. Favorite uh, show. Yeah, I mean seriously, I didn't want to you know speak for Mike, but uh, having one of our like iconic uh, members of the junkies to kind of yeah, the heroes to give us like this is what we we thought about when we were like we can actually one day talk to cakes, you know, and like talk to these people it, it, we never thought we'd be in a poker tournament getting to hang out and hopefully you know, becoming friends because uh we love what you do and we we love what you love you know honestly like this is what we love too so you're a big part of talking about that every day where we think about it but no one else in the market's doing it no one else is, is bringing the to the forefront the content that you put forth like you just made it so that all of us content creators coming after you had like a great base of like man you got to talk about this you got to know about this you got to be well-rounded you need to have a take you got to be personality you got to be smart you got to you know all these things and, and it, it's coming from you guys funny. don't yeah funny oh my gosh just i, I peed my pants listening to you guys you know yeah. and cakes over the years has been joning on people with the with the with the uh uh the the machine you know oh, yeah. it's a replay machine baby love it it's like yeah. the fifth junk yeah, no. it's it's that like personality a, all of its own. It, yep. it, it, people didn't know it was you for a long time too. It's just, just so funny. Like they're like they didn't know cakes is the man. So thank you for just uh, paving the way for you know uh, our little tiny podcast. You know it means right, well, a lot thank, for us. Thank you guys and you know a lot of other guys like you for being with us for so long and listening for all these years. I mean it's that's the reason we're still able to do what we're doing in twenty seven plus years later uh we love doing we're glad you guys are doing your thing i, I love uh listening to the fantasy millionaires it's fun love what you guys are doing and uh we'll have a great time out at mgm in just a few nights bring your sunglasses we will. but you don't need to bring any money because this one's on awesome. your pal and it's on mgm national harbor okay awesome. yeah no thank you yeah. so much and everybody do go follow cakes money metal cakes uh if you don't know he he likes uh you know uh metal music and it's money so yep. it's actually it's money, but you know, you gotta really know the it's yeah. So well, thanks again. And uh Mike, I'll let you get us out of here because you always do the the exit, my friend. Okay, all right. War destruction, death, chaos to all your opponents in fantasy week 14. Peace and love everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs>